Giles Online. Hi everyone, welcome to St. Giles Online. Jesus said, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Instead of worrying, let's fix our hearts and minds on our Saviour. Enjoy the service. Good morning, the Lord be with you. Hi, welcome to St. Giles. Um, I'm glad you're here, it wouldn't be the same without you. Um, I'm Lee, I'm the Vicar of St. Giles, and we meet together um, online to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and to honour the Father and to seek to be filled with the Spirit. Uh, We're going to start with worship. I'm going to start by reading um, Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. I love this psalm. It's so short, but there's so much truth in there. Um, The Lord is to be praised in all the nations. This is not just something that happens in West Bridgeford, not just something that happens in in England, but happens all around the world in churches of all different uh, shades and stripes. Um, But the Lord is exalted and the Lord is praised. And uh, this psalm reminds us uh, that he loves us and he is faithful towards us. Uh, Will and Lisa and the band, uh, they're allowed back in the church now, so they're going to lead us in worship together. Thank you. 
25, verses 4 to 7. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God, my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you, Lord, are good.
I'm grateful to Debbie Keown, who's prepared our reading for us today. She's going to read from Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Well, what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Debs. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would speak to us through your word, that you would encourage us and challenge us in equal measure. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning I want us to think about the um, claims of Christ in this passage, the challenge of Christ in this passage, and the comfort of Christ um, in this passage. So once again we're in Matthew uh, chapter 16, starting at verse 24. First of all, let's think about the claims of Christ. Uh, last week I was talking about how um, Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And uh, uh, Peter replies, you are the, the son of God. Now, before that, he says that other people say, well, that perhaps you are a prophet. And uh, as I said, that was a good guess. Um, but Jesus is more than a prophet. And that's evidenced by how he speaks here. Um, come and follow me, he says. If anyone would come and follow me, let them take up their cross and follow on behind. Um, prophets say, um, follow the Lord. And Jesus says, follow me. Prophets say, thus saith the Lord. And Jesus says, you have heard it said, I say unto you. Prophets say, this is the way that you should live if you want to honour the Lord with your life. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Let's not miss the claim of Jesus in this passage. Um, I've got two sons and uh, at our home we've, we've got a, a YouTube channel that we watch and one of the things that happens when you go on YouTube is you see what um, everybody else has been watching online beforehand and uh, I'm a bit worried that my boys have started watching videos about tattoos. Um, I don't know what is going on there um, but the other week I came in and I saw that they've been watching um, the 10 most popular tattoos in prison. And on that list was a tattoo, um, very popular by prisoners, I understand, uh, that says, only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Um, it's a bit flawed because clearly a human judge has judged you if you're in prison. But I'm not going to get into an argument about that this morning. Um, but there is a truth there. Uh, those who believe in life after death, those who believe in a future judgment, um, acknowledge that it is only God who can judge. He is the one who is the judge of all the earth. And here in this passage, in the first uh, few verses, Jesus says, uh, the Son of Man will come again to judge. He will come in his Father's glory. He will come with the angels and he'll reward everyone uh, for how they have lived. Um, Jesus uh, abrogates to himself the role of coming judge. Uh, he says eternal life is to be found in living and dying for him. So that's the first thing I want to say. Let's, let's not skip over, let's not miss uh, the significant claim of Christ in this passage. 
Secondly, let's, um, let's acknowledge the challenge of Christ in this passage. Jesus says, if you would come after me, uh, take up your cross and follow me. What does it mean to take up your cross? Um, well, that's become a metaphor in our day, hasn't it? People talk about carrying their cross, uh, bearing their cross. Christians often talk in this way. And, and often when we, um, we talk about bearing our cross, we're talking about a, a situation that we're, we're looking for some resolution from, but we're not seeing it. Um, perhaps a wayward child um, who's uh, causing difficulties at home. Uh, perhaps a failing business that we're worried about is going to uh, go down the pan. Um, uh, perhaps household finances that are in trouble, uh, an illness that there doesn't seem to be any resolution for. And uh, bearing with these things, bearing with these things with grace and perseverance and in faith um, are, is a Christian virtue. It's part of the Christian um, response to God. Um, but that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking about enduring suffering. Um, he's not talking about patiently uh, bearing with the things that are going wrong in our lives. Um, he's talking about something very specific. He's talking about a voluntary act. If anyone would come after me, let them take up their cross and follow me. Not, not endure, but to take up. Um, something done of our own volition, something done of our own free will. Uh, the cross, as we know, is an instrument of death, even an instrument of torture. Uh, Jesus will, in a few weeks' time in the gospel, uh, take up his cross. He will walk the way of the cross and he'll be crucified. And then three days later, he will rise again. Death and resurrection were the means by which Jesus would enter into his kingdom and be seated at the right hand of the Father. And so it is for everyone who would follow after him as well. Death, death to self, and new life discovered in him is the way of entrance into the kingdom. The death that Jesus talks about here is dying to ourselves, uh, dying to our own life, our own hopes, our own dreams, our own ambitions, and living for him. Um, dethroning ourselves and putting Christ on the throne of our lives. This is a hugely uh, challenging thing to do, and we should feel the weight of Jesus's words here. It's no easy thing he asks his followers to do. In fact, some of those who are hearing Jesus's words for the first time, uh, Peter and Andrew, some of the other disciples, they will literally take up crosses and they will follow Jesus into death, the death of crucifixion. What does it mean for us to honour Christ uh, by dying to self? Well, the Apostle Paul um, is helpful in this, particularly um, the letter that he wrote to the church in Philippi. In uh, Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 20, he says this, It is my hope that Jesus is exalted, either in my life, in my body, or through my body, in my death. What he means here is that in every moment, either in his, his life or in his final moments, uh, Jesus will be exalted. Jesus will be put first. Uh, Jesus will be glorified. Jesus will be honoured. This is, this is what it means to die to self and live to him. This is what it means to take up a cross and to follow him, uh, to seek that he is in, exalted in every area of our lives, that we exalt him with our money, how do we do that? How do we glorify Jesus with our money? 
Well, we, we use our money in such a way uh, that we show that Jesus is greater than money, that Jesus is more important than money in our lives, that Jesus is the greatest treasure uh, that we could ever find. And so we honor Jesus with how we spend our money, how generous we are with our money, how we uh, give our money away, how we resource mission um, with our money. We exalt Jesus with our homes, uh, with our food, uh, with our time. How do we do that? Well, we don't just see our home as, as something that is just for us, a place for us to retreat uh, from the world to, but as a place for us to honour the Lord Jesus, to make him a guest in our home and also to welcome others into our homes in Jesus' name. Uh, we put our homes at his disposal. We put our possessions at his disposal. We exalt him through our possessions. We die to our own ambitions for our possessions and we commit them to the Lord and we offer them to him for him to be exalted by our use of them. We honour Jesus, we exalt Jesus through our families, through our careers, through our relationships. How do we do that? Well, we do that by dying to those things, by saying that Jesus is more important than those things. More important even than family, even than friends, more important than our career. We put Jesus first in all these things. We exalt him in these things. We, we die to self and we live uh, for him. That's what he calls us to. That's what the life of discipleship is. That's what it means to carry uh, a cross with Jesus, uh, to put everything at his feet and to live for him and to honour him in every way. Jesus is the one who makes these claims upon us because he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He will be the coming judge. He's the way, the truth and the life. Uh, Jesus offers a challenge here and he's the only one who can sustain us in this challenge. This is a hard thing he asks us to do, but he will strengthen us. He will equip us. He will empower us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, to live lives worthy of the calling that we have received. And finally, there is comfort here. Hear the claims of Jesus, um, hear the challenge of Jesus, but I want you also to hear the comfort of the words of Jesus. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Uh, he talks about um, losing your life and finding your life. He talks about um, uh, what does it profit a man to gain the, gain the whole world, uh, but lose his very soul? And what you miss in the English translation, but is there in the Greek, is that the word for life and the word for soul are the same words. They're the words psyche. In fact, psyche runs through uh, this passage. You're probably not surprised to know that the word psyche is where we get our words uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, psychology. Uh, those areas of science that study the mind, that study the self. And the comfort that Jesus offers here is that he says, well, as you, as you commit your life to me, as you offer your life to me, as you die to yourself, well, then you will actually find out who you really are. You'll discover your true self. Uh, you'll become the person you were created to be. Uh, Colossians reminds us that all things were made through Christ and all things were made for Christ. And it's only in relation to Christ that anyone, anything finds its true identity. You were made for the Lord 
and you'll only find your true identity in him. We look in all different places uh, for a sense of identity. Perhaps through parenthood, through being uh, a perfect mother. Uh, perhaps through our career by excelling in all areas. Perhaps through uh, fitness and leisure, being the best of the best or super fit or looking great, whatever it might be. But those things can never truly give us our identity. All of them will fade at different times. Um, your children won't be at home forever. Motherhood will look different uh, when they've grown up. Where will you find your identity then when they've, they've moved on? Your career won't last uh, forever. There are ups and downs in any career. What happens when somebody else gets that promotion, when somebody else is moving forward and you're being left behind? No, we find our true identity in relation to the one who created us who created us for himself and that we might find our life in him. And one of the comforts that Jesus offers, one of the many comforts uh, that Jesus offers, that as we come to him, as we commit ourselves to him, as we seek to live uh, a life of obedience, walking the way of the cross, um, offering everything to him, is that we find out who we were made to be. We find out who we really are. We discover that we are adopted children of a heavenly father. We discover that we are uh, uh, servants, subjects, royal subjects of a king, the prince of peace. That we are treasured possessions for whom a king's ransom was paid. So take heart this morning. Hear afresh the claim of Christ. If you've never heard uh, the claim of Christ before, I urge you to look more deeply into who Jesus is and how he re reveals himself in the Gospels. Hear the claims of Christ. Uh, feel the challenge of the words of Jesus to take up our cross and to follow him. And I pray that you will know the comfort of Christ. You'll know the peace that passes all understanding and you'll discover your true self in relation to him.
Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the interview part of the vidcast. Um, hope your Sunday morning is going well so far. As you will know, if you've been watching these vidcasts for a while, this is the part where we have a little chat to a familiar face um, at St Giles. And this week's lovely familiar face is Daphne Carter. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Now, Daphne, you are, and I'm just going to read this um, title, the Pastoral Care Coordinator and Mental Health Awareness Guide at St Giles. Um, yep. So that's, a, that's a, a big old title. And we're talking mainly today about mental health awareness because I think we've all had a weird five, six months and um, lockdown is definitely taking its toll a lot, I think. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. What kind of things, what kind of things can you offer as, a, as, as advice? Um, you know, people are going through all different kinds of things in terms of um, faith and mental health and stuff. I'm kind of going to pass it over to you just to sort of share a bit of wisdom, if that's okay. Yeah, well, I think the main thing is just to be kind of alongside people. I think the important thing is to keep contact with people, to be willing to listen. Um, and when I say listen, I mean really listen, not just, oh yeah, oh all right, um, or um, oh yeah, I felt like that. Well, that's okay to a certain extent, but if people are really um, experiencing difficult situations and really struggling with their mental health, actually that's not terribly helpful. Just listening, keeping contact, um, and I'm told because we, we've been ringing around, myself and Doreen, have been ringing around the seniors and doing all sorts of things to keep in contact with them. I'm told that those the phone calls and that contact makes a massive amount of difference. And so, you know, I don't think we can ever realise or appreciate what impact um, a phone call or just that point of contact can have to somebody that's feeling very low or really, really struggling. And I think you're right. When we spoke to um, Claire Barker a couple of weeks, yes, yes, she was yes. talking about the bereavement side. And as, as right. Christians, we're quite keen to sort of say, no, 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 everything's okay. And I think um, one of the things I've noticed is there's a lot of people, myself included, you know, in the grand scheme of things, my lockdown's been absolutely fine. But you know what? It's been really tough as well, really mm. tough. But mm. you tend to kind of go... Well, it's not as bad as somebody else, and it's not as bad as this, and we're not very good at sort of saying, actually, I'm not used to being with my husband for this amount of time, and I'm not used to being with my children with, you know, nothing to do and no soft play. And we, we, it would be good, um, and I know it's difficult to kind of get to a stage where we can go, actually, you know what, today is a real struggle, this week's a real struggle, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this, and I could do with some yeah. help. I mean... You know, I mean, I suppose my, my best advice for that is talk to somebody that you trust. Um, and, and, you know, within our families, if we can kind of keep an eye on, on the body language and on the behaviour of, of our, well, our spouses, our partners, our kids. Um, you know, I think especially for children, teenagers as well, where um, the peer group is so important and they've been cut off from that peer group and, they've, you know, they've been cast adrift with no school and all the rest of it. And so look out for sort of anger that isn't usually there, for withdrawal that isn't usually there, um, for garrulous talking that isn't usually there. You know, if your child is usually a lot quieter. So those sorts of things. Um, it, I mean, I know teenagers are, 
<laughs> can be irritable and moody and all the rest of it, you know. But um, just look to see if there are changes, if things are getting worse rather than better, and just to be checking that out and then be, be prepared, if they're prepared to talk about it, be prepared to listen. I think the listening thing is, is so crucial. I think you're right. And I think also you've just got to give yourself a bit of credit as well and be kind to yourself. You know, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. You know, it is a difficult situation. Um, but, you know, all good advice. Daphne, just to kind of moving it back to you, how have you been over the last um, sort of five, six months? How have you found your faith and, and, and keeping, keeping everything up in the air? <laughs> well, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, you know, lovely home, lovely husband, and um, I think Claire said she was content uh, a few weeks ago, didn't she? Um, and, I, and I've, you know, various of the um, people I've spoken to uh, have said the same. Yeah, we're content. We miss family and friends, of course, but, you know, with a lovely garden, we've, yeah, we're, we're fine. Um, I mean, we've, we've, I've been able to obviously follow the services and, um, you know, through my faith, I've, I, I feel I'm, you know, using that to be in touch with people and to sort of continue the pastoral care. I can't physically do, but do it um, over, you know, over the phone and, and check up on people and all that sort of thing, which means that I'm keeping in touch with people and that's good for my mental health as well. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, 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 it's been fine. It's Good. Been fine. Well, I'm very glad you plucked the courage up to drop me the email and do the interview. And I hope it hasn't been as scary as you might have thought it has. <laughs> Daphne, well, it is lovely talking to you. You take care. You. See you soon. Thank you. You too then. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Daphne, and thank you for all that you're doing and members of the pastoral care team are doing um, in supporting many of our members of St Giles at this time. It's really appreciated. It's appreciated by me. I know it's appreciated by lots of members of St Giles as well. OK, well, just a couple of notices um, from me as we um, come to a close. Um, first, say thank you for everybody who's filled in a survey. Uh, so far, I've had about 120 back, which has been great. I'm going to keep that open uh, for another few days because I know that some of the people who uh, posted surveys, they're just filling them in now and getting them back to me. Uh, but that's been really, really helpful. And uh, it's helped me to sort of uh, think about how we shape reopening St. Giles moving forward. And um, once, once all those replies are back in, I will um, make the, the replies available for download for anybody who wants to have a close closer look at the survey. Um, but one of the things that's really come through to me is that the people who are finding this time uh, the hardest as being away, for, away from the building are uh, kind of our oldest members and our youngest members. And um, kind of there's something in there about widows and orphans, I think. And I think it's important as a church, we seek to support them uh, the most as we move forward, as we start to reopen St. Giles. And so um, we're gonna prioritize our midweek communion which many of our older members come to, and also our junior church uh, programme. And what that means is that um, in the coming weeks, the first things that we're gonna be able to reopen up at St. Giles are going to be our Wednesday communion. That's gonna restart on the 9th of September. Uh, the doors will open from 10 o'clock and then 10.15 to 10.45 we'll have a service. Um, you will have to wear masks or face coverings um, inside, I'm afraid, if you're um, uh, not medically um, exempt from doing that. And we will have an online booking uh, system for that as well. 
And also we're going to restart um, Junior Church. So they're going to meet in the church building, um, not this coming Sunday. Uh, we're going to have a Junior Church picnic on the 5th in the Rectory Garden. And Ellen's sending out details uh, about that. That's just for the Junior Church families. And then on, um, not next week, but the week after, uh, we're going to restart Junior Church with some socially distanced uh, bubbles. And Ellen will send out some more information about that. So if you want to know uh, anything about what's happening, um, just get in touch with me or Ellen. And if you haven't already uh, joined our church email list, which I know many of you have, but if you haven't and if you'd like to, um, if you click uh, Get Connected at the top of the screen, that'll take you to a link where you can join up. And uh, every week I will email out uh, news about what's happening at the St. Giles and how we're moving forward. And uh, this coming week, I'll be emailing out uh, sign-up links so you can sign up for Junior Church and you can sign up for the Wednesday Communion as well. <sighs> Deep breath, okay. Um, let's pray together. Why don't we join together in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. In my church email last week, I um, mentioned a verse that Ellen had uh, showed me where um, in Isaiah, there is the promise of perfect peace for all those who trust in the Lord. And uh, the choir got into to say, we know an anthem on that verse. And so um, they're going to close our service this morning uh, by singing that anthem. And uh, also I'm grateful to the choir. who worked really hard um, helping me with the evening online services. Um, they're going to stop um, from now on because we're going to hopefully be back in church on the evenings in September. So we won't have an online evening service, but we are going to continue with the Sunday morning online. There's no real way of organising it really. Um, so for a little while we're going to be meeting together online on Sunday mornings but we will have some special services on Sunday evenings. There'll be some more news about those coming soon. Okay I'm going to close with the blessing. May the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus equip you for service and the joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Go in peace, everybody. Have a great week. In the name of Christ. Amen. is no darkness.